Hey, Kevin. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Doing all right. I'm a little, a little tired this week. Just been ugh, oh, meetings. Days and, have been lasting weeks. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, my voice is actually going out. Been doing a lot of meetings and talking lately. So. Oh, good. We'll both sound scratchy. Yeah. Then. For sure. I have a very important question for you to start today's oh, episode. Oh man, role reversal. Go for it. <laughs> da, 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 da. Is TikTok actually still for sale? Uh, you know, it's it's certainly left the news cycle. I think so, right? <laughs> Why do you want to buy it? I guess I should have I should have done the uh, what did somebody call these air quotes? They're not they're not scare quotes. That's what they called oh. them. Doing the scare quotes for sale because they were basically told they were for sale initially, right? Yeah, it's like like they didn't say, "Hey, we're for sale." It's like the Bob and Kevin show is for sale. I found out from the White House. <laughs> like, what? <Yes>. <laughs> what did DJT I DJT called today. We're for sale. So if you'd like to be a sponsor of the program and possibly part owner, reach out to us at uh, comments at bobandkevinshow.com. So I think... Or comments at bobandkevin.show. Damn it. What's our email address? I don't know. Google us. No, that probably right, won't help yeah, either. Just look us up. Yeah, try Twitter. Well, it actually does help. Oh, it does? We own Bob and Kevin show. Nice. So. All right, so we, yeah. we're, we must be SEO champs. <laughs> we are, totally. We're the best. You are listening to The Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Beattybar and Kevin Gieszewski. Each week we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show and our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Mr. Trump uh, gave 45 days to make a deal happen between TikTok, which is owned by Bob. I'm going to go with Huawei. No. Uh, (laughs) ByteDance Limited, which is a Chinese multinational internet technology company headquartered in Beijing, Indiana. Oh, wait, no. China. Yeah. Just like I said, (laughs) ByteDance. It was founded by (laughs) Zhang Ziming in 2012. Dance is reportedly worth over. You want to guess, Bob? $10 billion. Add a zero. One. A hundred billion? hundred billion. That's, Wikipre- that's Wikipedia true, Bob. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so in the, there's... Their shining star property is TikTok, correct? Yes. In fact, glad you brought that up. So I went to their website. It's bitedance.com. Clicked on products. They, Crazy. They have something called... <laughs> Doyen, and it looks like the TikTok logo, but I think it's uh, the Chinese version of TikTok. They own something called Taudio, which is one of the most popular. I bet you were saying this all I, wrong, by the way. I've got it right, Bob. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. Uh, Taudio is one of the most popular content discovery platforms in China. It offers a unique, personalized, and comprehensive content experience, enabling them to discover and explore topics of interest ranging from sports and entertainment to agriculture and history, which is probably all censored. By the way, that last part was not their website. (laughs) Uh, TikTok. All the news that's fit to be shared. (laughs) Yes, that is... (laughs) Uh, party friendly, yes. Uh, Zigua, yes, these are all terrible for me to pronounce here. Zigua video is China's most popular video applications. 
video application. Oh, this is like... I mean, there's probably some translation yeah. issues here, I'm sure. That enable users to discover, enjoy, and share a wide range of video stories. It sounds like TikTok. What the hell? So it is TikTok. It's just the non-US version <clears throat> of TikTok. Well, no, that was the first one called Doyen. So, oh. so maybe they've got multiple. Yeah, I don't know why you need more than one. They've got one called Hello, which is spelled with like hello with only one L. Available in 15 languages, blah, blah, blah. Isn't that Hilo? Maybe. Is it? <laughs> Terrible at this. I'm sorry. Hilo. Didn't you well, jump out of those a, things? But it's a chat app. It's got like little speech bubbles. So I was thinking, hello. Hilo, <laughs> hello, is one of India's leading social media platforms. So apparently they're in India. Uh, there's They got an app called Lark. How many like that? Well, wait. So maybe TikTok isn't their shining jewel app. Because I'm thinking if if they have an app that's popular in India, that's probably doing all right. Yeah. I imagine if they have apps that are popular in China, got they're probably doing all right. China, Indonesia, India. So they definitely got an Asian presence here. Um, and then clearly um, these apps are like TikTok are available here in the good old US of A. But TikTok is not available overseas, correct? Uh, I don't know. Is it? Or is it? I, I mean, like in China, India, etc. Um. Well, I know there's like a TikTok American like presence, but a lot of companies do, right? They have. There's like a, you know, Nike Asia or Nintendo North America. Right. Well, but I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to be sneaky and getting around to is that if TikTok doesn't even exist as an application in China, India, why are we so concerned about it? There's a little footnote here on the Wikipedia page. It says ban on TikTok is the ty- is the heading. It says citing national security issues, the Indian government banned TikTok along with 58 Chinese apps, including and it's got a list. It was later reported that ByteDance had faced a loss of about six billion dollars due to the ban. So apparently, the Indian government's already banned it. So we're not we're not early adopters on this idea. Then we aren't, but. You and I have talked ad nauseum about the parallels between TikTok and Facebook, right? And I've always popped... I'm, I'm going to take your word for that. Well, we had a whole episode <laughs> on the damn thing. <laughs> All right. I've been drinking a lot Let lately. Me, I'm sorry. Oh Let me recap. <laughs> so it was my position that the reason the American government wants to ban TikTok is because it gathers all this information that's privacy related, basically sucks the information off your phone. Oh yeah, that's right. It's okay for Facebook right. to do it, but it's not okay for TikTok. Now I remember. And then Thanks. the reason I would surmise that it's okay for Facebook to do this because the U.S. government has its hand in the back door of Facebook, so it can kind of get this free information. Ouch! That sounds painful. <laughs> Didn't say like fisting. Yeah, you know, this is getting really weird. <laughs> okay, so. Um, so we'd kind of established that before that, Hey, you know, let's ban TikTok because China, China has its hand in there because any Chinese related company has to turn over anything that the Chinese communist party desires where here in America, I know that makes them sound so awful, but we have the same exact (laughs) (laughs) the light bulb came on right when I said that, like, (laughs) wait a second. That sounds like a lot like America. Damn those communist Chinese and their taking of everything they ask for. How dare they? And then the the federal government here does the same thing through these, you know, FISA courts and, you know, Patriot Act and all this stuff. So, but also those jacked up 
cross-continental agreements or cross-country agreements that we've talked about in other episodes too, where, okay, we'll give you the data or you can request the oh, data the five and you can just give yes. it to us. Exactly. Yeah, the five eyes. We can't yes. spy on our own country, but we can spy on your country and then you can just you can spy on our country and we'll scratch each other's back, right? Sounds good. Right. Not to jump around, but apparently we're going to do that today. I thought it was pretty awesome that the internet world thought that some major pardon was going to happen today. And I mean, let's not take away from the fact that Susan B. Anthony really did deserve a pardon after a hundred years, but oh, there were some people that were f- quite freaked out about that. <laughs> you know, so every, a lot of people on Twitter thought Julian Assange was going to get it. Um, possibly uh, Snowden, Edward Snowden. I wouldn't have minded if Snowden got it because man, it, that's gotta be a rough life uh, for him right now. Uh, Julian Assange. I don't have a high opinion of him. He's, he's got like some side stories going on that just that's not good. <laughs> a little bit of a dirt bag. Yeah. Um, and then there was one other person who was mentioned, but Susan B. Anthony. Um, yeah, I'm sure she um, deserved a pardon, but not from him. <laughs> so from somebody else, right? right? Because this totally feels like a political play. Hey, I know what I can do. I can get the women vote by pardoning Susan B. Anthony. Sure. More importantly, the suburban housewife woman vote as referred to by dear leader. So why well, was fair f- full disclosure here. I'm not a big Susan B. Anthony fan. I know she was on a coin um, <laughs> and she had something to do with women's suffrage. Right. Um, yes. But uh, and I'm it's not that I'm not a fan because I'm not a fan. It's because I <laughs> man, I'm making this bad. It's because I don't know much about my history. So I'm apolog- trying to apologize that I don't know my history. I'm pretty sure if you walked around and asked a hundred thousand people at random. So would you consider yourself a fan of Susan B. Anthony? I'm pretty sure almost to the person what you might get three. Well, Oh yeah. Huge fan. It, Always been a big fan of Susan's in the spirit of jumping around women have only been able to vote for i think 99 years or is this the 100th year 100 years today 100 years today, 100 years today? okay so that was the yeah. sim- symbolism wow and that totally Wait, got we have lost. to put a huge we got it put a huge caveat on this white women oof that's only white women could you imagine i mean hey honey i'm going to go help uh vote for the local leaders who do you want to who do you want me to vote for you know, oh, you think that conversation happened? Probably not. It was probably more no, like, probably here's not. who I voted for. Honey, is dinner ready? You know, <laughs> that's probably how it was 100 years ago. Right. Uh, this this episode today is not about the women's suffrage movement. We're very, I think I can speak for Kevin on this. We're both very glad that everyone gets to vote now. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it just was ironic that internet nerds thought that these scandalous data thieves were going to get pardoned when it turns out, nope. It was a political stunt. Speaking of which, speaking of being even more <laughs> off, of outside, yeah. Uh, what's your feeling on mail-in voting? For longtime listeners of the show, I'm sure you all know that I moved to Colorado a year ago. If you're first time listening, Bob moved to Colorado a year ago, and uh, Colorado has a long history of being a mail-in voting state, and it seems to work just swimmingly here. I, I got to tell you. We moved in the same week we moved in. We went to get driver's licenses because we were like kids in a candy store. Colorado was a dream place to live. 
we ride our bikes across the street to the license branch to get our driver's licenses. And they're like, okay, so, um, you can make a party affiliation now and you can check the box to have the ballots mailed to your house and, and we're done. And we're like, wait, what? Cause we're from Illinois and Illinois didn't have that thing. And so we registered to vote, declared party, signed up for our ballots. And that was it. It took all of like three minutes. And then a few months later in the fall and ballots arrived and in the spring ballots arrived again and you fill in the circles and you take them to a free drop box just around the corner from your house again. And is it easy peasy lemon squeezy? Is it a drop box or a mailbox? You can mail it, but you can also just drop it in a voting box. Okay. No postage required. Yeah, see, I've never experienced that here because I've I voted in the primaries through the mail, but you drop it in the mailbox. So I've never had... So when dear leader... So wait, sorry, I didn't answer your question. I'm a big fan of mail-in oh, voting. Sorry. I, I gleaned <laughs> that. Thank you for the, the clarification. Um, so we voted in... I a yield the remainder of my time. ...primary, and we, we mailed it in. I, we, we've never had such things as like a separate thing because it's always postage paid so it's one and the same the reason i like mail-in voting because if you were to um to not be truthful with your mail-in vote do you know what happens when you mail it bob it becomes a federal crime nope. oh yes mail fraud so yes. have you ever seen mcmillions on hbo where the the monopoly thing no it is on my list i'm very intrigued by i'm that. going to do a minor spoiler the they 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 got the people not for fraud of Monopoly and McDonald's. They got them for mail fraud because they use the postal yes, system. It's a much bigger crime. Yeah. And so that's why I'm curious. I'm like, huh, interesting that you don't use the mail system. And I want to know why. Because you could do postage free, you know, the state or whoever pays for it. Our ballots are not uh, postage free. Really? You would have to affix a stamp. And actually a lot of, uh, this is where we need those intern fact checkers. I think a lot of the states now that are doing it, like you see these things coming out, make sure you put two stamps on it because one stamp is not going to be enough. Okay. Weighs too much or something. I, yes. The weight of the ballot with the envelope and the size, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. So, uh, because Dear Leader has been pushing, and trust me, I'm all about mail, <laughs> mail-in voting here. D leader has pushed, well, people can just fill out many and stuff the boxes. D do you have any idea how that's mitigated in such a system? Well, in my state, the ballot is already pre-made out to you and you sign the ballot and there is a signature verification. Okay. All right. Because when you get your driver's license, you have to sign your driver's license. So that is already digitally on file. They will compare that against and so I suppose if I knew someone's signature and stole their ballot, I could vote on their behalf. Or that seems like a lot of ifs. Look, eh, <laughs> I'm sounding like total conspiracy theory, not right now. What does the ballot look like? And is it easy to reproduce it? Or is it on like special paper or anything like that? Because our Indiana ones aren't very, I mean, it's like cardstock, but that's about it. That's about as unique as it gets. I don't think there's anything unique about the production of it other than the barcode that's affixed to it. Okay. So there's obviously a data piece encoded in that barcode. Is that like so one of those fancy UPS ones those. that looks like a QR code or is it just like a can of soup UPC? 
I believe there's one on the physical ballot that's much more like a UPC, and then there's one on the envelope that's much more like one of those square little QRs. That's interesting. So there must be a connection between the two. All right, I'm doubling down on going way off topic. <laughs> so <laughs> we had also talked about having, uh, you know, electronic means to vote. Let's revisit yeah. that real quick. So if you, I, if, well, it's the same arguments about mail-in, right? Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Um, and then you could, you know, so I guess if I were running the world and I would say, okay, mail-in voting is good. How do I make sure, you know, that what dear leader says isn't possible? You know, I would, I would want to maybe put holograms or, you know, these certain things, almost like money, you know, it's like hard to counterfeit. Okay. So we know the form's correct. Did, do we know that Bob signed it? Well, that's where we're looking at the signature. Could Bob have still forged it? Or someone I could forge Bob's signature. That's possible. But now we're like we're like weaning off. You know, we're getting rid of threat vectors here. Um, that that's also a high interaction cost too. Like all these things we're mentioning. It is replicating the ballots, stealing a signature like that. Those are all high barriers. It is to do in mass. Well, according to Dear Leader, it happens all the time. So I'm, I'm yeah. just trying to also punch a little holes in there. So from a tech perspective, you could put, you could make these super unique, uh, make them hard to counterfeit. And then how do you prove that Bob, you were the one that actually filled this out. That's what your signature does. Could you, could somebody have forged it? Yes, they could have, but because of the distribution problem, forging one vote. Yeah, that's, that's sad, but that's only one vote you know, right. uh, forging a million votes. Now, now you're talking or several thousand in local and state elections. Now you're talking, so, but that's like, you're saying that's very hard to do. So, but I think he stumbled onto that in his own weird logic pattern too, because he quickly shifted to absentee versus mail-in and shit like that. Right. Or boxes of ballots will go missing. So like he, you know, trying to play the voter suppression card, if boxes of ballots go missing, then it's like the vote never happened. So we did talk about having technology to vote. And I think we both said, and there's too high of a barrier of entry, you know, it needs to be simple. So let's, let's go down that real quick. If, if we had your paper ballot, it's now unique. It looks like a hundred dollar bill as far as security features and things like that. It's got your signature on it. How does Bob know that your paper ballot got counted? I'm, you know, I'm just trying to think out loud here. How can we, how can we mitigate that? Actually, I will tell you how it happens in the glorious state of Colorado. Sure. <laughs> you drop your ballot off in the box. I got notified within 24 hours that my ballot had been accepted and then another notification that my ballot had been recorded. So they acknowledge electronically the receipt. If your email address is on file, it's attached to your voter record. When you, you know, when you got your driver's license, got an email notification that it was received and then got an e second notification that it was counted. That's very interesting. So, so let me ask you. Didn't get confirmation of what was marked on it, however, yeah, but I did get notification that it was counted. That's where I was going with this. If somebody wanted to look up and see who you voted for, is that possible? I don't think that's permissible under the constitution. Well, that's it? kind of where I was going. I, I don't recall that you have the right to vote anonymously. You have the right to vote. 
but I could be totally wrong. That's where we need those fact checkers because wouldn't that be nice to be able to say, okay, my vote was counted and it was counted for there, but it has the consequence that says, Hey, look who Bob voted for. Because here's, here's what you actually, I think each party gets the role of the people who voted for that. So like they know that you voted Democrat in the last presidential election. So in theory, they know who you voted for, but do they, I know they do in primary. So in the state of Indiana and Colorado, you declare your party or you can't vote in the primaries. You can't just show up and right. be like, well, I'll vote okay, for some of these, sense. some of them. So I would say they, they know from that way. Cause I'm a registered Republican in Indiana because Democrats in this area or independents have zero shot of ever getting elected. So you might as well pick the ones <laughs> you have control over the party. You can, right. Pick, yeah. So, uh, but I, I was shocked, but not so shocked. If you Google me, it says Kevin is a registered Republican. I'm like, how the fuck did I get on the internet? You know, and things like that. So wait, it does say that Google me right now. Yeah. Um, well, and add some context to that, <laughs> but, um, so my question is, is should we make it so that your, your general election vote is public because you and I have talked about how a lot of people will say, oh, I can't stand Trump. And then what do they do in the quiet anonymity right. oh, yeah. of the voting booth? They vote for Donald J. Trump. So I'm just curious. <laughs> of course, I would I see the merits of voting anonymously. Because if you fear um, retribution, because you voted for the other party, whatever the other party is, you can do so in quietness. But there's also then no way to fact check whether or not your vote was counted for the correct candidate. It's, it's, you're going to find it on one of those slimy, here's where Kevin lives. You know, here's his uh, relatives. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, you know, I didn't click any of those links. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. That, that's where those. Fair come enough. Up. But I did see one of those reports come up. But usually it's like nine ninety nine. Find it's like uh, your my guy. life, you know, or whatever. You know, it's like these really shady sites that are, all they're doing is they're going around collecting public data and just selling it back to everyone who wants some wow. data, some dirt. Um. So let's so, say. So yeah, imagine if we did electronically, there'd be a potential that anyone could discover. But here's here's the problem with that. What if you can check whether or not your vote was recorded for them and then you find out it wasn't? What do you do? Because right now what? you have you have and I'm not trying to buy into conspiracy here, but let's just say a clerical error happened or let's say yeah, something to that effect or hey, we recorded your vote. But did you? I mean, there's just really no way to actually do this without having faith and trust in the system. So obviously faith and trust is very huge in any election, in any democracy. I'm just trying to think of ways, though, that you could say, yes, my vote counted here. And I have a X number of confidence that it went for the person I want. Well, interesting. I started to type, how do I know my vote? And then was counted automatically filled in. Oh. How to check whether a vote has been counted. Ooh, now I want to know. So now You can head over to your Division of Elections website to find your voter information. There you'll enter your full name, your date of birth. So it is retrievable. Ooh. Is this by state, though? I mean, is this like... Uh, this is from Action 12 News uh, in the Sun Sentinel. Sounds like Florida. From 2018. I don't know what city... Oh, Palm Beach, Florida. That makes perfect sense. Florida <laughs> would definitely have uh, problems with this. 
head over to the Division of Elections website, find your voter information there under your full name, date of birth. After clicking submit, you'll be taken to a new page that lists all your voter registration information, address, ID, political party, and the date you first registered. Scroll down a bit and you'll see a link for ballot and precinct information. Click that and it'll take you right to your county supervisor of elections website with all your information already filled in and a listing when the ballot was sent to you, when it was received by the elections office, and whether it's been tabulated. Once again, it just notes whether it's been tabulated. It, there's no record of... Wasn't sure why the website was not reporting all the counted votes, but said the vote was eligible. It was counted. So yeah, so you don't... So there's no real receipt. I want to see the spreadsheet and the formula, the equal sum, <laughs> parentheses, A. You know. Well, that brings up a whole nother conversation because there could, I mean... Gosh, not to jump on your conspiracy theory thoughts, but, you know, there could be a massive conspiracy to be like, yep, this vote was counted. We'll just slide it over this way instead of that way. Yeah. So um, I I guess there could be candidates could audit it, I guess. So no matter what happens in this presidential election, it's it's one of those it's innuendo. It's like, I can say that there was voter fraud and this happens because why there's no way to prove it either way. So I can just say it. Right. And that's what a lot of politicians yeah, the, do. The seeds of doubt have been sowed. Oh yeah. And we're what, two, three miles, months out and we're already hearing, Oh, the elections, the fix is in it's rigged. I mean, I'd say that if I, I were going to lose 84 but. days. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, all right, let's hit return on the call stack about, 10 times so, so tiktok for sale yes or no <laughs> <laughs> i think it is um but bob how would you like it if you were okay let's say the bob and kevin show were doing its thing but china didn't like it so china comes at us and says we'll ban your podcast in our country unless you sell it to bite dance what would you say First of all, I just would probably shake my head and be like, this is the weirdest conversation I've ever been involved in. I would say how much, um, but that's just yeah. me. <laughs> then I would quickly say, so what kind of number are we yeah. talking? <laughs> I don't know. He got my attention though. I mean, isn't it weird that a, a government goes to a foreign company and says, ah, in order for you to operate here, you need to sell the American share to an American company. Isn't that like such bullshit? It is, but I thought it was very interesting bullshit that they quickly offered up Microsoft as the purchasing agent. So we can have yet one more place to harvest this data. Actually, they're already probably in bed with Microsoft, but yeah. And why do you hand select who can own it? I mean, this, uh, why does our well, government see, I thought do it this? was actually part of a, I thought it was actually part of a brilliant plan to just kill it off. Cause that's usually what happens to things that Microsoft takes over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted to die at Microsoft buy it. <laughs> Paging Zune, paging Bing, uh, you know. Or, yeah. <laughs> oh, ouch. Hey, I think Bing is still a thing. I think Bing is still a thing. Oh, I see what you did Zune, there. totally not. Windows Phone. Didn't they have a music service called Groove for like a half a minute, too? I think so. Or Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, it's not for lack of trying, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like the the awkward kid who's like, I want to be cool too. So they buy like the cool kid shoes and everyone's like, and then once you get them, like 
you're like you realize that the cool kid shoes are no longer the cool kid shoes they're like the walmart you know like uh starter remember starter jackets back in the day oh yeah those used to be like status symbol now you can definitely get one at walmart and that's just not cool <laughs> anyway. we were middle class i never had starter jackets. oh man i i had one and it was a chicago bulls one during the heyday oh yeah it was great damn yeah, it was Richie Rich. Yeah, I couldn't play basketball or nothing, but I I could be a fan. Yeah. Anyway. Uh <laughs> so yeah, so Microsoft is the named uh purchaser, which is still weird. And Microsoft is like, yeah, I think we're down. Right. And it's funny because this is happening in the same news cycle as when Google, Amazon, uh, who else got called to Congress? Um, for antitrust, Apple, you know, for antitrust things. And basically we're saying, hey, what are you big boys out there or girls? Do you want this company here? And it just, it just doesn't feel right. Well, no, they were all in timeout. So Microsoft was the only one that kind of was like, I still think it was probably a genius idea to kill it. But Microsoft was also not in timeout. So they're like, hey, Microsoft, what do you think? Want to throw a couple bill at this? <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen? You think Microsoft's going to get to buy it? I, I think it's like preposterous. I, I think it's not going to happen. I think it was 100% a publicity stunt. Nothing will change and TikTok will still be TikTok. Because literally minutes later, Instagram, aka Facebook, is like, hey, look at this thing we just released. <laughs> Well, the, the timing's interesting, too, because they can kind of run out the clock, can't they? They basically have till the election, but he's still president if he wins. Well, if he doesn't win, he's still president until January, mid-January. So they can just kind of just tie it up in courts because, you know, you want to buy some time. Oh, you know, you know, go to the courts and then they'll tie it up for six months. So I think it was just distraction and to shock the kids that were screwing with his campaigns and all that kind of stuff. I mean, really at the end of the day, this was a temper tantrum. Damn it. Those BTS kids or whatever the, you know, buying up all the tickets to the rally or not buying them up, but reserving them up. And yeah, this feels like he was just having a temper tantrum. This feels like one of those, um, it's almost like a leak. Like Joe Biden has, is, is, uh, starting an exploratory committee for vice you know it's like these we're we're thinking about doing this and we're we haven't made a decision but we kind of want to get the temperature of the you know of how the wind's right. blowing and you know all let's that leak stuff. this out and see how everyone reacts so i kind of feel that's what they're doing here with tiktok uh, let's see here because they want to put pressure on china or on i don't think it's a, anything to do with tiktok to be honest i think it's everything to do with china and trade deals and Hey, look at that. You can keep TikTok if we get this tariff, you know, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So draw your, draw your line in the sand. Uh, six months from now, Christmas time. We'll just call it Christmas time. TikTok. Wait, that's not six months from now. Right. I'm sorry. Christmas time. Okay. Not six months. End of the year. All right. Not six months, but end of the year. End of the year. Is TikTok owned by Microsoft or is same old, same old? Or is it banned? Shouldn't we have three choices? Okay, go for that. Okay, one it's not going to get banned. That's not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's same old, same old. Because I think it's you're right. I think it's just all. Damn it, Trump! I thought maybe Trump. we'd have contrary views on this. No, I because I don't think Microsoft. Why would you want to buy a company that's under threat of being banned? 
Well, because if Microsoft buys it, then everything is fine. But that makes no sense. It's Obviously. Like, we own this half of your building. You know, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't see. Right. Microsoft buys half of a crack house and then therefore the crack house is clean. I guess. I mean, is separating company as easy as that? I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, it's In not. Dear Leader's world, I'm sure it's exactly that simple. Oh, dear leader. <laughs> okay. All right. So moving right along to the next controversial topic, I think we can segue time put, t- <laughs> put TikTok to bed. So the next thing we wanted to talk about is uh, Fortnite. Is that right? I, I've got it generalized to Apple versus Epic. So <laughs> Apple versus the world. So Apple, we all know who Apple is. You may or may not know who Epic is as a general listener. They are the American game developer behind the somewhat popular game called Fortnite. Um, Bob, you ever played Fortnite? It's very popular, is it not? It's I'm like being, Epic's crown jewel. I'm being cheeky. Fort, oh, sorry. Fortnite, this is an interesting battle because we got one company saying you're a monopoly from a company that basically killed gaming because every kid plays Fortnite and that's about yeah. it anymore. Stop playing every other game and just plays Fortnite. So there's a little bit of irony there because my kids, oh my gosh, that even my young daughters, they play it and they play it on iOS devices, interestingly enough. Uh, well, not anymore. <laughs> not <Yeah>. anymore. <laughs> um, so it's interesting that Apple versus Epic and one of the, uh, you know, I didn't know they were feuding until like Epic had already put together their um spin on the apple 1984 1984 video right have you you've seen these well, right well i think that they knew that shit was going to go south when oh, yeah. they offered they, the discount they, they knew they were shit. breaking the rules yeah yeah they, so i think they knew that they're going to see like can they can they go after goliath and see who's going to shit or get off the pot first i mean somebody in the marketing department's like all right get this we're going to call it 1980 <laughs> fortnite Huh? Huh? Who's with me? Who's with me? <laughs> I'm like, that is pretty if, clever. <laughs> if they didn't have it pre-planned, all those people need a raise, even though Fortnite's not making any money right now. Well, actually, well, they are, though, right? Oh, they are. I mean, they do make a lot of coin on Apple iOS products, but they're on all kinds of stuff. You know, uh, Xbox, they're on uh, PC, PlayStation. So it's not their only avenue. Do but, they sell the bucks? Do they sell the bucks through uh xbox uh, yes i believe so yes you can because you can does, use your microsoft, microsoft gift card take 30 well do they take 30 percent i don't know how it works behind the curtain but the way it works with the kids they get they buy gift cards for xbox they redeem them into their account and then they buy whatever they want and i believe uh yeah they buy uh, uh whatever they're called in Fortnite, yeah, they, they buy the money there. Whether or not Microsoft gets something on the back end, couldn't tell you. Right. But because Apple's argument is everybody does 30%. That's the standard. It's called price fixing, you asshats. Yes. <laughs> you can't. I explained say that. it like when gas stations are across the street from each other. Right. They have a they have a handshake agreement that they're not gonna drop so 
any further than X below the guy across the street because they'd both end up undercutting the market and no one would make money. Exactly. So that's some bullshit right there. And of course, this is echoes of a few podcasts ago, two two ago, when we talked about hey email and good old Basecamp founder David Heinemeyer Hansen, uh, you know, dust up. And we came down, I think, on that. I think, and I'll have to listen to our own podcast. What was my opinion? (laughs) Well, I think it was, well, they can do whatever they want, Apple. However, comma, the plot has thickened. I Yes. I think there's been enough insight to some of this that we need to re-review. So Bob Well, and I think Epic carries a little more weight yes. than hey email. Well, yeah, we're talking billion dollar billions of dollars of revenue company versus another uh, versus a trillion dollar company versus hey, which is really tiny. But Apple is drawing a serious line in the sand, though. They, like, shut everything down for them, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so they banned all their apps, and they're basically going to revoke their license. Um, to be All their developer keys, too, yep. right? So they're basically locked out. And then one of the things, one of the consequences is apparently Epic has some, either they own or bought or have some sort of skin in the game with the, uh, was it the Unity or, Unity or Unreal? Unreal Engine, I think. Anyway, one of those engines, one of the renderings, yeah, and apparently that's that's now going to be threatened in all of this as well. So, like anyone using that rendering engine could also face repercussions. Yes, because they depended iOS. on it, right? And now, now that could potentially have an effect there. So, Bob, have you ever downloaded Netflix for your phone? Uh, yeah, actually, I think I have Netflix on my phone. Do you, what is it? Can you tell me what it says? Um, maybe you can't because you're already logged in. If right, you're not logged I'm already in. a subscriber. It says you you can't log in or you can't create an account with this app. We know it's a hassle. So this is also known as what's called the Netflix exception because um, the app doesn't let you do anything unless you go off app to sign up, which is actually strictly prohibited by iOS developer rules. However, that's why it's called a Netflix exception. They're allowed to do it because they are air scare quotes content <laughs> only. So a lot of people say, well, why do they get this exception where like the email, Hey, email can't get this exception and can't really do the same thing. It says, Hey, it's, you have to go to our website to sign up, but you can come back here and log in. Cause that's really what Hey email wanted, but they had to give in and have a free tier through the phone because you know, Apple whined and said, no, 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 we don't want apps that don't do anything. Well, I give you Netflix app. It doesn't do anything unless you go somewhere else and come back. Right. And so is this a money talks kind of agreement? Like did Netflix stroke a big check to be able <sighs> to get this Netflix exception? Do I don't know? know, but we've got other examples like uh, audible, I believe Amazon audible and things like that. You can't buy a book in the damn app, but you can read it if you buy it somewhere else. Oh, right. You have to go to the Amazon website right. or purchase it some other way. And then you can just access that purchase. So through the app. a lot of people feel that Apple is just being dicks about all this. And then they're being dicks to the point where they may start showing that they have so much power in a environment that basically is a necessary thing for a large segment of commerce that they may get the attention of regulators and say, look, if you don't change your practices, we'll change it for you. 
meaning. Well, if this epic case goes beyond the low level courts, they're exactly facing that because they're using the Sherman Act, right? Yes. As their basis for the argument. Yes. I actually read the damn thing. Um, it's it's basically a emergency temporary injunction to stop Apple from banning and removing and harming Epic until a court hears it. Of course, it's got all the legal stuff and they're like, uh, Epic, we feel like we have, uh, you know, a high chance of succeeding in, you know, winning the case, please grant our, our injunction. And we will, while we litigate it further, um, we need time. And if you don't, it's going to be irreparable harm to, uh, Epic, right. which I was totally sucking it off and going, yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good lawyering right there. Um, so I have a feeling that the old arguments from Apple of being, well, it's our platform. We can do what we want. We're doing it for quality. We're doing it for this. We're doing, are going to start falling on deaf ears because you're starting to get a little mini revolt from developers and What's what's an iPhone or what's any smartphone without apps? I mean, right, without apps. Now, but the problem is, is that it's just like we talked about cancel culture in the last episode. How many how many platform developers, how many game companies are going to have to bounce out to for Apple to even care? Well, it has to be the right ones. Right, first off, right, because um, I was listening to the Accidental Tech Podcast and they were talking about some of these things and. One thing they brought up several good points. One good point was, hey, um, Apple is making a contract with Joe User, who's non-app developer. It says, you know what, Timmy put his app in our app store, and we've looked at it, and we can certify that Timmy's app's good enough for you. It's not got malware. So there's there's that. So that there's nothing wrong, I don't think, with that. Where it's getting weird is the gatekeeping on the payments and the signups and the things like that because apple is doesn't really need more money at this point it's more about but can't they just fall back on their terms of service at that point and say hey you knew when you uploaded the app that we were going to take 30 percent, and you're not allowed to backdoor that yes um (laughs) here's the analogy i have against that once upon a time, we had cell phone towers um, that were Verizon towers, Sprint towers, AT&T towers. And you can only put so many towers out in the, in the wild. So if you wanted, say, Verizon, Sprint, and AT&T in the same area, you used to have to think about putting up three different towers, one for each provider. Well, the government stepped in and said, wait a second, that's, that's not tenable. And it's actually not helpful. So what you're going to do is you're going to have one tower and then you can put multiple radios on there. That's why you can go to Walmart and buy a Cricket Wireless or uh, uh, all these off-brand ones. And they say, well, we use the same network as the big boys because, well, they do. They do because (laughs) the cell phone companies did such a good job of stifling the market and monopolizing everything that the government finally regulated said, look, You've you've basically made it impossible for anyone else to have any sort of uh, competition or or whatnot, and you hold absolute authority. That's got to stop. So, if we put that on like Apple's uh, um, App Store, you may say, "Well, they created; it. they should be able to benefit." I would say yes, until you hit a critical mass where the market is basically, you know not no longer being served by having this ultimate one-sided unilateral power 
And of course, somebody will qu- quickly point out, but there's Android. But that's well, the, I was going to get to that. <laughs> but that's like your AT and T and and your what you've got. T- you know, two ecosystems. We've already talked about the gas station and kind of the wink and the nod. You know, these are our rules, and you know, let's just kind of have a gentleman's agreement here and how this works. And I think that's going to fall on deaf ears for the regulatory folks. And if I'm Apple, I go, okay, do we, do we want to try to settle this with Epic and, you know, dictate terms as best we can, or do we want to dig our feet in the ground and let this go to the Supreme court and have some regulatory body get to decide? I feel like they're digging in. I feel like they are too. And I'm waving over here going, this ain't what you want. bad idea this is not what you're hoping for this is not what you want but i have a question though why are they still in the google play store because they have different because terms they're of violating their terms too though aren't they i haven't full disclosure i haven't read the android terms and whatnot i i don't think it's i don't i think android's got it set up the same way you can't monetize outside of their google. ecosystem you have to use their payment system I'm going to guess there's some differences. I don't know what they are. I know for the Apple one is the big deal is, is you can't use a third party payment service. You can only use Apple pay, you know, in-app payments, which if I'm Apple, here's, here's how I sell that to any regulator. We make sure it's safe. People don't have to worry. They just do the thing. (laughs) And if I am an app person, I go, yeah, but you charge us the 30% protection money i mean i i we were talking about this in our uh local well not to mention that they're getting the juice on both sides of the transaction too i mean that's the parenthetical right we're making money off the money before it's even in our account right because that 30 percent comes off the gross not even you know you know before taxes and all that so um yeah i really look at apple doing like a mob tactic here this is like protection money you got to make sure you pay your 30 percent, and nothing will happen to you you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm pretty sure if you took out a loan and the interest rate was 30 percent, you'd they'd be subject to loan sharking i i 100 agree so i i you know when we talked about the hey email i came down i think on you know what it's apples sorry for your luck but now I think I've changed my mind, learning a little more and reading the the legal arguments from Epic, to be honest, to go, you know what? What, do, you know, let's just take a step back. What does a good app store look like? And that's my question to you. What is, what's a good app store? What's the qualities of a good app store, Bob? <sighs> Having the shit that I want when I want it and it's yep. easy to find. No malware. Well, you want no right. malware. Um, you well, want yeah. Sorry, I guess that's an yeah, that's a given for me. My bad. So I'll tell you, I don't think Android gives a shit. I think they'll take anything, <laughs> and that's so. I'll say Apple does at least have some nicer quality control there. But, um, what else? See, uh, oh, here's a rule that you should probably have if you're an app store owner. You should not allow an app that has an app store within the app store. Meaning if I download an app and all it is is a marketplace to install other apps, that starts turning into, oof, you know. Well, that's cannibalistic and yeah. So because um, it could eat that could eat your lunch, basically. Yes. But what is it also, though? It's a threat to Apple. Why? Because you get to right. cut 
out Apple from the equation. So I think a lot of it has to do with money versus power. Apple doesn't need any more money. I mean, if you ask me. So what drives somebody who has all the money in the world, Bob, to keep being power? There you go. Power. So I really feel like a lot of this has to do with, well, this is a design principle. This is a whatever principle. This is why we have these rules and we're sticking to them. A lot of times power is very difficult to overcome, you know, or somebody wants to give it up. So right now, Epic's basically saying, hey, Apple, hey, you had a good run. It's time to knock that shit off. Yes, but that leads to my next question. Epic is only worth about $4.5 billion, according to Wikipedia. Only? Shit, I'll take the point five. <laughs> well, but... When you're talking about two sides digging in heels, if you've got an Epic versus an Apple, yes, that's really not even apples to oranges. It really isn't. That's like that's a, apples to fleas. A trillion's a thousand billions, right? So you're right. right. <laughs> that's, that's so. Can hmm. Epic even hang on to disrupt this? Like to even get it to a higher court? I, think I don't so. know if they can. I do. I think because you can. The lawyers. The lawyers. Uh, I think we'll want to take on Apple because there's a big payday if they. But this will have to go all the way to the Supreme Court, yeah, for this to change. It won't be the first time for Apple, so they've got an advantage there. So I think they will dig in, which sucks. Um, Well, I'm sure Apple will dig in because I mean they've got more money than they know what to do with. So why not? So when you have something like iOS or something that accepts plugins or apps or whatever, the parent app has a lot of power a lot of power all i have to do is make some changes and your stuff no longer works so there's a lot of um you know i don't know faith that you have to put into apple to keep wanting to develop for them and i i think this is really difficult for an app people to go do we really want to deal with this and of course they'll go what bob yes we have to because why this is where commerce happens. This is where we want the access are. to all those users. Yeah. So I think and that 70% of, of a hundred dollars is way more than 0% of a hundred. Right. So I, I think Epic and everyone else is going to be like, it sucks, but what else are we going to do? And I think it's reaching a fever pitch finally. And it's really funny. You don't hear much about this about Android. So I really want to know what the Android rules are, but Apple and they're just like, Nope, screw you. It's our, it's our stuff. And if you don't like it, whatever, there's always the internet as they say. But, but how far does it go? Like, does it somehow become 32% in a little while and then 35 and then we're, I mean, it's 99. We still give you 1%. You know, you should, you should be happy. Yeah, let them eat cake. Because <laughs> one dollar out of a hundred is way more than zero. Right. So really, actually, it's not at that point. But I would challenge the thirty percent even and go. Wait a second. L- let's take a step back here. How much does a credit card transaction? You know, how much does Visa or Stripe cost? You know, cost on that? It's about two three percent, two or three percent exactly. Thirty percent feels like sheer, absolute highway robbery. Robbery. Yes, it is robbery. So, um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. So we've made plugins for a parent product before, and depending on how popular your plugin might get, <laughs> it actually may actually threaten the power structure of the parent. 
also a very timely conversation. Yes. That apparently never goes away. So apparently not. <laughs> so, um, so I can totally relate to, to the interactions with some of these, because I've created a plugin where clearly I thought it was a, a win for everyone. And clearly I was told it's a threat. Please stop. So, but think about if you were in the position where you were selling that plugin for 99 cents. Well, let's round up. Let's call it a dollar. So selling it for a dollar and someone was taking 30% of that. I mean, it's still have a pretty good chunk of coin, but 30% less of the chunk of coin than you would have had. Well, think of it as a, uh, you know, I, I sell things. I sell stuff on Etsy. I have the cost of materials. I have the cost of my labor. I have the cost of shipping. I have the fees and the taxes. And then what's left over from what I actually bring in, we call profit. So I think it's a bit of an invalid thing to say, oh, it's just 30%. It's 30% of your profit. Or actually, I'm t- take that back. It's so let's say we have an app. No, it's 30% even yeah, without right. the profit you're even right. being considered. It could technically put you in the red. Let's say you sold an app for $10. Um, and they took $3 of it. That $10 has to, or you get seven of it. Then you have to pay taxes on it. And whatever's left over, you now have to pay your staff, your rent. Actually, I'm pretty sure you have to pay the taxes on the $10. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> see, so I they think, took 30% off, but you're paying taxes on something you don't even get to see anymore. I'm going to double down on my, this feels like the mob, man. This is like protection 100%. money. This is like, hey, you want your garbage picked up? Huh? You got to pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? Or we'll be back. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what's going but on? Then here? You could flip the coin and put yourself in the, in the, in the shoes of poor, poor Apple. Poor Tim. They say, what's he eating poor, these days? Poor Tim oh, man. Apple cook. What is Tim and, cook cooking? <laughs> and, and they'll say, but that 30% is what keeps us keeping the app marketplace alive. That's oh. the cost of development. Oh, I'm sure it is. Because, because you know, a trillion dollars is an entitlement. We sh- every every company should want to be a trillion dollars. And by the way, we're a green company now because everyone should be a green company. If you're not a green company, shame on you. And oh, by the way, we weren't a green company until not that long ago. But if you start up right now and you're a competitor to us, you better be a green company from day one. Hi, I'm Tim Cook. Hi, that's me. My- and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot of hypocrisy. Um, you know, when Tim goes in front of Congress says, well, we really aren't a market leader in anything. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You were, you were groomed to say that motherfucker. You, you're clearly better a market leader in everything. Almost. You're clearly handing developers their marching orders and their lunch and telling them to like it right now. I don't want to hear it. So, all right. Same question as TikTok. 10 months from now at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 10 months at Christmas. Okay. <laughs> the math doesn't work out here. I guess it depends I mean, when you listen to this. So it I maybe, mean, at the end of the year. Maybe if you're listening to this in February, that would make sense. <laughs> Come 2021, is Epic back in the App Store or no? I think they win their injunction. Apple will have to restore them temporarily and they will fight it out in the courts. That's what I think. All right. So the court battle will probably wage on past January. Absolutely. That's what you're saying. Yes. So I, I think they'll get immediately restored soon uh, by court order, which is going to really be pissing off Apple. Hey, you have to put them back in. Fuck you. 
And then they'll spend a bunch of money in court. Both of them will. It'll get appealed no matter who wins. It'll get appealed, appealed, appealed. And then we'll probably see this in the Supreme Court in 2022 is my guess. So after the Supreme Court decides, is Fortnite still in the app store? Well, it depends on the decision, doesn't it? Right. I'm asking you to. Oh, oh what's the decision? the decision? Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. I wasn't very explicit. <laughs> uh, I, I usually have what's called the KOD, which is the kiss of death. So if I think one thing is going to happen, that usually means it won't happen. That's why I'm like rooting for Donald Trump to win. So he won't. If, so then basically drift. you're saying you're rooting for Apple to win is what you're saying. Well, <sighs> even though, even though you're lying when you say that. All right. I'll, I'll go straight without no t- weirdness here. <laughs> I think I think Apple I I think Apple settles eventually before it gets the Supreme Court and they settles in what way they like co- lowers their cut they capitulate and allow everyone to have the Netflix exception which is basically okay you can have your app here and you can link to your stuff and you know if somebody buys something on your website so be it so it's, I think they'll have to give in and as of today App Store developer licenses are thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> well, I, last time I checked, they're a hundred bucks. So right, so that would so so basically, but at the next WWDC, is, is going to get crushed. We're happy to announce that you no longer <laughs> have to worry about those pesky iOS app rules. And as Bob mentioned, the new developer program, which you all must sign up for, is now thirty thousand dollars. Yes. Yeah. And we'll all be excited and we'll be like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) (laughs) So Epic will win. Apple will win. And the little guy will get crushed. Well, I think that's the worst case scenario. Okay. We'll have the Epic exception and the Netflix exception. And then Bob, the iOS developer. Sorry. I need your 30% still. Yeah. That would suck. What was the last Supreme Court case that they, it, the App Store was involved? It was the App Store again, right? I don't know. Enlighten me. What, uh, what, are, you, what are you thinking? I can't. I feel like I heard a podcast episode about it from somewhere. Not us. That's, uh, uh, that's great research right there. About some podcast from somewhere. Hey, <laughs> let me Google that real quick. <laughs> I am supreme court case like I, I love autocomplete it's the best yeah this this is great podcasting uh, Wait, we're listening the supreme to bob court, the supreme court ruled against apple in 2019 for? about the app store hang on i have to click through uh i'm pretty sure we i thought we did an episode about this too though uh oh, ruled five to four against apple case involving whether or not a group of iphone users will be allowed to bring antitrust oh that's right so they're basically allowing them to bring an antitrust suit i don't know what's happened after that though hmm so maybe there's already a thread of something going on here it was about the iphone owners alleged that apple's 30 percent commission on app store sales is passed along to users representing an unlawful and unfair use of apple's monopoly power so this is not the first uh, monopoly case brought against the app store even well well here's what could happen you get some other folks suing and then it becomes a class action or something to that effect where it's like apple versus a bunch of people right like almost the yeah. reverse of a 
Yeah, and if we were iOS developers and we sign up, we get one of those postcards in the mail. You don't have to do anything. You're a part of class action status. If you win, you'll get 20 bucks. <laughs> and Apple will still get to do whatever the fuck they want. It's like, oh, great. We just won one of those against uh, one of those annoying vacation companies that keeps calling even though you tell them not to call. I think we got $16. Do you ever get your tent? Nope. Tent is still pending. Oh, <laughs> They said it was coming on the next shipment, which is August 30th. So that's when it'll get into port. Don't worry. It'll come in pieces. There it is. <laughs> you know what? It's so funny because there's part of me that every so often I'm like, oh my God, is the Facebook page a total scam? Is their website a total scam? Like, are these people posting photos that they're just they're all demo units and they're not real people. And oh, I love the customer service from roof nest. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to drop the company name, but who cares? <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. My mind is reeling in a thousand directions over this stupid tent. Well, I hope you, hope you get it. Um, we may have a new president by time you get it. But <laughs> I don't get it till after the election. I'll be bummed. Yeah, you need, to, I mean, election night, you need to be out in the middle of nowhere, you know, away from all the angry mobs, because no matter who wins, there'll be an angry mob, so. Dude, I already told you, I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, what else? We got, we got a fork to stick in this uh, podcast. We got anything else? Yeah, no, I, I don't think we got anything else. I think we rambled and but we had two major topics, so that was good. Um I hope Apple loses. I don't know if you've actually drew your line in the sand, but... Uh, oh, I'm hope, definitely not for Apple right now. I hope Epic wins, yeah. And uh, TikTok will still remain owned by by ByteDance, and it will be business as usual. Yeah, I That's don't think they'll get banned. How do you ban... Oh, I guess you could ban a, an app geographically, but... They banned I mean, all of Huawei's hardware geographically, so... Yeah, and then China definitely bans... You know, Google yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Facebook. It can, so. happen. Just, it can happen. Yeah, but see, America's not really set up for that. Now I'm really bringing this podcast back to life here. So, yeah, because in China and Russia, they can you basically... You think America's set up for that. Well, I'd like to think it's not set up for that. Because in China and Russia, they basically have internet at the borders that they can shut down. They can just be like, nope, unplug the ethernet cable. You can no longer talk to the rest of the world. And then here in America, I think we've pretty much got a gajillion ways in and out that aren't like that. That I bet you that's a one. I think that's a one switch. It'd have to be like IPs or something. Be like, you know, I guess, I guess how, do, how does it work for like an Iranian? Because Iranians are also, or always banned, right? They're always designated as state of terror. So, you know, can you even send an email to somebody in Iran? No, you just join their Facebook group. Oh, God. <laughs> they have a Facebook group? I'm sure of it. Okay, fair enough. I'm not there, so I'll take your word for it. So, okay, There's a whatever. Facebook group for everything. Okay, Bob, we didn't solve anything, as usual. No, we never do. We made some predictions, though. We'll see uh, how those yep. sh shake out. We did, we did. How are your parting thoughts? Um, the, the, the powerful... Uh, the irony of Apple is they played the little guy with the original 1984, 1984 Apple video 
and basically like PC is evil, Microsoft is bad, IBM is terrible, but the new Macintosh will be a game changer. <laughs> Throws the hammer right. <laughs> exactly. And then I feel like Epic totally had that one already queued up. And it was like that was great. Even the like the like the the talking uh uh Big brother talking at the end was had an apple head, you know. I was like, Oh, this is good, man. <laughs> Some work went into this. Somebody, somebody's... if anything, the developers had fun. Yeah, I mean, I would have been like, Yeah, I want to be a part of that. So, I think, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, Apple just, hmm, they're not what they used to be. Sorry, sorry, Tim, you're not Steve. No, not what about you? What's your final know. thoughts? Just... Just remember, kids, the internet's bad. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. I'm done. All right. Good stuff, Bob. Bye. Bye. Hey, have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at The Bob and Kevin Show? Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans, you can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect.